Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Today we've got some entitled parents causing some Thanksgiving drama, and we haven't even reached Thanksgiving yet. But first, entitled mother-in-law fully expects to receive a car when decades divorced father-in-law passes away. Long history short, my father-in-law and entitled mother-in-law have been divorced for like 20 to 25 years. She left him because she thought she could do better but he then met someone else he was very happy with, and she hasn't, so there's bitterness there. A summer eve-entitled mother-in-law, she lives like the world owes her something, doesn't live within her means, and also never takes responsibility for her terrible financial choices, refuses to set up a budget for herself because it's too depressing. Every few years, she manages to guilt her mother or my husband's brother, and one time my father-in-law into giving her cash to get out of some debt and the cycle starts over my husband has shiny spine though we have our own family with our own little girls as dependents we can't support her too so today was our girl's fifth birthday party which they both attended at one point all the kids and parents were out of the party room and it was just my husband entitled mother-in-law and father-in-law and father-in-law was telling my husband about how his final affairs are set up what he and his brother should expect in inheritance and since he lives locally to us and not my husband's brother, he says, and you'll get my car then. To which entitled mother-in-law chimes in, if you're going to get his car, to which my husband didn't respond. Discussing later with husband, we're on the same page that what she means is she really wants husband's sedan, not father-in-law's SUV, and expects us to take the SUV and for her to receive my husband's current car for free at such time father-in-law passes away. If you're like me, you might be thinking something like, why the heck is father-in-law discussing his financial assets and inheritance in front of mother-in-law? especially since it would be my husband who would be dealing with the awkwardness when we inevitably tell her, ah, no, we're keeping the car we have, selling the father-in-laws, putting the money in the girls' college funds. But I think father-in-law is just vindictive enough to posthumously stick it to her by putting her through the hope and then disappointment when she doesn't get something she'll have rationalized that she deserves, knowing full well we're not giving her a whole freaking free car. It's some real entitlement if you've been divorced for decades and still expect some kind of inheritance. Also pretty bold to just assume that they will outlive them. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you love fueling your hatred for these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, Entitled Father Steals My Phone and Slaps My Friend for Laughing at a Movie in a Movie Theater. This happened back in 2013, when my friend and I were in our early 20s but it's something that's been bothering me for years. I still get upset thinking about it, so I figured it's time to get it off my chest. My best friend Zane, non-binary, invited me, male, out one day to go to a sushi bar near the waterfront where I live. After dinner, we stopped by a movie theater to see The Last Exorcism 2. Now, I gotta tell you, it was not a good movie. 
I usually enjoy horror movies, and I liked the first one enough to go see the sequel, but I wasn't expecting it to be as silly as it was. I promise, this is relevant, as is the next bit of information. I don't remember where we were in the movie, since due to this incident, I decided to never watch it again. We couldn't have been more than 40 or so minutes in though. Zane and I were sitting in the first row of elevated seats because I like to put my feet up on the metal bar and not have to worry about someone's head being in my way. This preference would turn out to be a mistake though. Silly crap was happening in this movie. People were talking in goofy voices, the makeup and effects were weird, and it was really hard to take it seriously. Zane, being the goofball they are, kept whispering jokes about the movie and shaking with laughter, which caused the metal bar our feet were on to shake a bit. The theater wasn't very crowded. There were only about a dozen or so people aside from us, and I didn't think we were being loud enough to be disruptive, since we try not to be those kind of people. After some random nonsense happened in the movie, we along with a few other people in the seats behind us, burst into laughter for a brief second. We were trying to be quiet, but it was so bad it was funny. I distinctly remember the girl behind me saying to her boyfriend, who the heck writes this stuff, while she was laughing. Suddenly, an older man who was sitting with his wife and daughters on the far side of our aisle gets up and starts walking down the aisle towards us. We assumed he was just going to the bathroom or something, and we pulled our legs back so he could get by, but he stopped right in front of us and stared down at me. Before I could really say anything to him, he says quite loudly, you need to shut the freak up. I was a bit taken aback, but I began trying to apologize. Zane also chimed in saying, hey, we're sorry, we'll keep it down. We didn't mean to disturb you, we're really sorry. But this guy who was probably in his late 50s just starts talking over us. He says, my wife and daughters are trying to enjoy this movie. We came to see a scary movie, not a comedy. We came to be scared, not to laugh. You need to stop laughing and stop kicking the dang bar. Again, I tried to apologize, but he was still talking. Zane then says to the guy, Hey look, you're right, we're sorry, we're being too loud, we'll keep it down. But the guy cuts them off and goes, Don't keep it down, keep it shut. It's not a freaking comedy movie. At this point he's almost yelling, and the girl behind us goes, They're allowed to laugh, dude. It's a movie. Zane looks at the guy and says, Sir, she's right. It's a movie. We're allowed to laugh. The man then reaches down, slaps Zane across the face and says, Don't you talk back to me. At this point, I'm pissed off and scared because Zane hates being touched. And the only thought going through my head is, Don't let them hit this old man. Don't let them take a swing at him. Don't let this end with jail time. So I immediately put a hand on Zane's shoulder to try and hold them back. Zane, to their credit, didn't react at first. After a moment, they said, Sir, do not slap me. You need to apologize right now. To which the man slaps them again and repeats, Do not talk back to me. Zane bolts up, and I immediately stand up as well, putting myself between them and this crazy jerk. I pull out my phone, which was only one week old at the time, a birthday gift for my mother, and say, alright dude, I'm calling the police, because I'm pretty sure that was assault. But as I start to dial 911, this guy grabs the phone out of my hands and holds it out of reach saying, you're not calling anyone. Now sit down and apologize to me, my wife, and my daughters. The next part is a bit of a blur. I'm not good with confrontations and I get very shaky when people yell at me. 
I remember that my ears started ringing and I got very panicked and asked for my phone back, but he said something else and reached to slap Zane again. I tried to stop him, but he did something that I don't remember. I reached for my phone again and he threw it towards the front of the theater and I heard it crack into something or someone. I vaguely remember someone in the seat behind me reaching towards the guy and someone else was yelling, but it was all a blur and I'm not sure who said or did what. I don't know why, but I just jumped over the railing and ran out of the theater into the hall, yelling for security and for someone to call the police because a crazy man was attacking people. I found someone who worked there near the counter and they came back with me into the theater. I genuinely don't remember much of what happened next, but I do remember that the staff came into the theater, people were in the other seats yelling at the man, I don't remember what Zane was doing, and eventually the police came and removed the man from the theater. The movie never stopped rolling, but a staff member turned on the lights and helped me find my phone, which was completely shattered. Then he turned the lights back off, and he and a cop near the door led me and Zane out of the theater. I remember passing by the old guy and his family, and I yelled at the cops that I wanted to press charges for assault and property damage, and that I wanted him arrested. The cop led me away to the counter down the hall and took our statements, but I don't even remember what I told him. Now, this next part pisses me off every single time I think about it. I told the cop that I wanted to press charges and asked where the man was. The cop stepped away and radioed someone. Then, a few minutes later, he came back and told me the man had left. I'm not sure if they let him go or what, but that's how he worded it. That man and his family left, sir. I told him to find the guy and that we wanted to press charges. But the cop just looked at me and told me they didn't have the man's information. I remember being pissed, but I don't remember what I said or what the cop said next. I was still shaking, and my ears were still ringing from the stress. The cop had me sign something and then he left. Zane and I got a refund from the theater, and I used their phone to call my mom and let her know that my new phone had been destroyed. The rest of that day was a blur, but I was just so upset that the cops let that man just walk away after what he did. To this day, I still get upset thinking about it. Wherever that guy is, I hope karma eventually caught up to him. I hope karma caught up to this guy too because if you're going to go around slapping people, I mean this dude is lucky that OP's friend Zane didn't do something about it. If somebody goes and grabs your phone and slaps you a couple of times, that is plenty of reason to use reasonable force to stop this bad actor. Reasonable force being smacking them upside the head. The cops obviously failed at their job too, by the way. Our next story is, would you tell off your crazy dad or just ignore him? I'm an adult, married with two kids, one of who has special needs. My dad and I have had a tumultuous relationship my entire life. He had a drug problem and drinking problem when I was a kid. I lived with my grandparents age 11 to 14, and they watched us and helped a lot after my mom left when I was 5. He's clean now and thankfully lives a state away, but when I see him every year or two, he spends it yelling, saying my house should be immaculate, that my husband doesn't carry his weight and I'm codependent and need to do something about it. The comments of my husband are aimed because he's a stay-at-home dad due to our special needs son. Furthermore, my dad is a hardcore Trumper, QAnon, Lady Gaga is a cyborg, etc., and he turns on Fox News and YouTube the whole time he visits. We attempted to let the kids go with them overnight to a water park hotel and packed our son's, who's six, special tent for his mattress so he would sleep, otherwise he gets up and wanders around. 
My older son, 12, texted me saying they didn't use it and the younger son kept getting up. We didn't sleep the entire night because of the worrying texts my son sent me. These are the things my dad yelled at me, saying my house should be immaculate. I tried to explain to him that special needs kids have a lot more therapies and appointments and I'm not going to prioritize an excessively clean house over my kids. His response? I'm making excuses and codependent. Also said that my older son gets no attention and that my husband ignores our older son. I tried to explain that my older son gets a lot of time with his dad. They walk to the park and play basketball. They do dude days a couple times a month. He just said I was lying and that he can tell. I'm even more mad that he privately tried to say to my 12-year-old that he knows his dad ignores him. My 12-year-old just chalked it up to crazy grandpa. I personally want to tell my dad off, and if he can't be more considerate to those around him, he can focus on his other kids and leave us alone. My husband said to let it go since we see him so rarely. What would you guys do? Just let it go and avoid him even more, or shut him down, which will likely result in no further communication. I've already decided that they absolutely don't get our kids overnight again. Considering all of the qualities that OP's described here, I feel like they're the kind of person that will not or is very, very hard to change their mind on anything. I'm just willing to bet that this is a person that, when they have an opinion, they are steadfast about it. It probably would be better just to try to avoid them because you're probably not going to make them flip, and you're all probably better off without their toxic behavior around. Our next story is, my dad got the cops called on him. Our dad has this habit where he would burn wood at a fire pit that was already built into the backyard when we moved in, but he would do so talking loudly on the phone, which is also on speaker too and very late at night. I wasn't fully aware that my dad was doing this. I had to work morning shifts and early morning classes, so I never noticed how late he was up or on his phone. It wasn't until one night, more like 3 or 4 in the morning, I woke up to flashing red and blue colors coming in through my window from the basement. I'm confused and just roll over and go back to sleep because like I mentioned I had to work the morning shift. I didn't find out until after I got home that the neighbors had called the cops on my dad because he was burning wood in the backyard at 3 or 4 in the morning while speaking loudly on the phone. He was speaking with a relative in Laos and you can hear animals squawking and barking through the phone. It didn't help that my dad was speaking in a very, very loud tone. I'm not surprised that all the loud voices as well as animal noises heard through the phone was enough to wake up the neighbors. So they called the cops and they spoke to our dad about disturbance early in the morning. I'm sure it didn't sound like someone just casually burning firewood in their backyard while on their phone. It probably sounded like something else was happening but he decided that he would start waking up early just to talk on the phone with a speaker at full blast in the basement just a few feet from my room and he would do this around 6 in the morning when I have to get up at 8 and I'm struggling to sleep and he doesn't give a rat's behind if I tell him not to do this. 100% the problem isn't that they're taking these calls, I mean sometimes you have to do it if somebody else is in a faraway place, it's 100% the speaker issue. Honestly, like, it might be a pain for OP to afford it, but OP maybe should just go and, like, get some AirPods and just force their father to learn how to use them. Probably will refuse outright and just insist on speaker, but one can dream. 
Our next story is, entitled child punches my head, shoots paintballs into my property, whilst entitled father tells me off and revs his Ferrari at 5am. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Deals from the compound. Today I'm not going to be talking about my neighbors Anna, Francis, and their entitled mother. Instead, it's time to talk about another family, my next door neighbors. More specifically, an entitled father and his 10-year-old son who we'll call Simon. I honestly chose not to interact with my neighbors as little as possible, so this post is more of a collection of many stories of them that I've compiled to paint you guys a full picture of their entitledness. I grew up next to a mosque, and some might find the muezzin singing a call to prayer every morning and every night through a loudspeaker to be bothersome or disturbing to their sleep pattern. I, however, quite enjoyed listening to it. But what I didn't enjoy listening to was my neighbor, entitled Father, revving his black Ferrari's engine first thing in the morning and last thing before night. Entitled Father drove his gorgeous black Ferrari, but in order to keep the engine turning over and to stop sand settling inside it, every day and every night, without fail, he would rev the engine as loud as he could for 10 minutes with a fat cigar hanging from his mouth. He would also have a very young, assumably very poor teenager, cycle over every single evening and clean that car from top to bottom over the course of an hour, even when Entitled Father was away on business. Entitled Father would also have his maids and nannies set up his entire back garden social area with pillows, candles, trays of cigars and flowers before it was even light outside. And we quite literally never saw him use it. But one person we did see use that back garden was Simon, because Simon had a paintball gun and Simon loved to fire off rounds into other people's property. And Simon loved to make his nannies clean up the paintball mess in his own garden as he cackled maniacally. But the paintballs aren't the worst memory I have of Simon. On his ninth birthday, Simon had a WWE party to which I was invited, and this kid was truly a fanatic. His bouncy castle was WWE themed, the decorations and cake all depicted John Cena and The Undertaker, and his WWE toys littered his garden. About 40 kids were in attendance. The parents smoked and drank whilst the nannies and maids catered for the children. I only popped around for cake, as my own parents suggested it would be polite, and they knew I'd rather smell what The Rock's cooking than spend longer than 10 minutes with Simon. I sort of got my wish, because no sooner than I'd arrived, I was invited to enter the bouncy house for a WWE wrestling match with the birthday boy. 
He had beaten every other boy at this party and was keen for a new challenger, and since I was a year older than him, he was certain my defeat would win him the belt. So I entered the ring hoping there'd be some cake for me at the end of it. This is when I discovered that Simon had no idea what wrestling was, as he ran at me and began to punch my head with the ferocity of a feral raccoon. Punch after punch, kick after kick, connected with my head and groin for all of five seconds before I pushed him off and he stumbled back and tripped over his own feet on the uneven bouncy surface. This resulted in him bashing his glasses and face on the floor and into his nose and eye area where it looked like it was bruising. Of course, he burst into tears and ran to Entitled Father, who told me I'd punched him in the face and tried to kick in his glasses whilst he was down when he was simply bouncing on the bouncy castle. I was rightfully so berated by Entitled Father for my violent tendencies and the fact that I'd ruined his son's birthday, and possibly his face, and that I should leave at once, without cake. Considering my own parents weren't present, I didn't know any of the kids there, and I'd been at the party for maybe two minutes tops, I saw no point in debating, and welcomed the opportunity to return to my home for some Minecraft. This kid definitely did not know what wrestling was. At least WWE style, they were going full on UFC level. I was expecting OP to get in that bouncy castle and for somebody to start doing some, you know, fake moves, RKO, somebody tries to pull off a tombstone pile driver and breaks the other kid's neck, you know, fun stuff like that. This next story is Thanksgiving drama already. My brother's hosting Thanksgiving in his new house that's also close to my in-laws. In a group text with my parents, he asked me and my husband what day we might visit my in-laws. I said we weren't sure, but probably Friday or Saturday. My mother proceeds to call my brother and chew him out, saying that this is their holiday and we should be spending all of our time with them. My brother called to warn me that I might be getting an angry phone call soon. My parents, up until recently, have always been very hardworking, empathetic, wonderful people. Everything shifted in early 2020. My dad had a routine surgery which turned disastrous when he had a heart attack on the operating table and nearly died. He was then in the ICU for two weeks where we didn't know if he was going to survive. Thankfully he pulled through, but then at the end of 2020, my uncle died after a long battle with cancer. My mother was in the room when he died. Compounded from the stress with COVID, it made them incredibly clingy with my brother and I. She was constantly begging us to visit them when they live a three-hour drive away. I tried to visit as much as I could, but I finally drew a line in the sand when my sister-in-law got pregnant. She was due two weeks before Christmas, and my parents were flabbergasted that we wanted to spend Christmas together with our new niece instead of all of us driving three hours with a newborn baby to see them. I told my parents that we were not going to their house and that they better get their butts to visit their first grandchild on her first Christmas. Thankfully they saw a reason and stayed with us for Christmas, but then they got worse with their clinginess and didn't understand why all of us still didn't want to come to their house. I'm about at my wits end with this. I need them to deal with their crap. I've told my husband that if my mom calls, I'm not answering until I'm less pissed but I have no clue what to say to her once she calls, and I don't want to make Thanksgiving awkward, especially for my brother and sister-in-law in their new home. I think this is a you-can't-have-your-cake-and-eat-it-too situation. 
If they're that clingy and they want to see you guys all the time, they need to make it convenient for you. They can't say, oh, we want to see you again all the time, and then say, come on, drive three hours over to us. They're not even meeting halfway. Our next story is, Entitled Child and Entitled Mother Demands Birthday Presents? An Entitled Mother Thinks She's a Queen? Tales from the Compound The people hath spoken, and I will now share another of my tales from the compound, concerning once again my neighbors, the Entitled Mother and her Entitled Kids, Anna and Francis. A few weeks passed since our first unpleasant brush with this family, so we were perhaps a little taken aback to discover a birthday party invitation on our front door one summer morning. It was graciously inviting my sister and my brother to Francis's 10th birthday, to be held in his back garden and in the compound's shared social space. Suffice to say, my siblings would have sooner taken an hour-long nap at the bottom of the swimming pool than accept this invitation. So the big day rolls around and from our back porch, we can see that a massive inflatable bouncy castle was now uncomfortably nestled in the social area between the trees. Bunting and confetti littered the pool area and no less than 60 children were running wild, screaming with delight. But then a particularly peculiar sight presented itself, a true spectacle. The spectacle in question was entitled Mother, dressed in an extravagant gown, on the upper balcony of her house, calling the children forth, to then begin to shower them with sweets and candies, like a Mardi Gras queen throwing beads to the public atop a parade float. The children all cheer as bowl after bowl of candy is thrown from above, and by this point, my family and I have seen enough and go inside. The cheers and screams seemed to die down by around 5 that evening. It was clear the party was drawing to a close. So, you can imagine my surprise to be disturbed from my Yogscast Tekkit Minecraft video by Francis's egregious knocking on my back door. I say, can I help you? Francis says, I don't want to talk to you. Where's your siblings' names? I said, they're busy right now. How was your birthday? They said, well, get me my presents then. I said, your presents? They said yes, the one for my brother and the one for my sister. He begins to try and step into my doorway to find his presence, but I stop him. I say they haven't gotten you anything as they didn't go to your party. Francis says they were invited, therefore I want my freaking presence. Francis screams for his nanny at the top of his lungs, who quickly appears with arms full of his previous gifts. Francis says to his nanny, bring me their presence and then put all of these in my room. She meekly nods and attempts to walk through my doorway too. I once again have to stop her. She doesn't say anything in response to this and simply awkwardly stands there. At this point I shut the door and wish him a happy birthday, assuming this would be the end of that matter. The next day my siblings and I were enjoying the swimming pool when the looming shadow of this gremlin interrupted us once again. Francis says, you owe me presents. I say, we didn't come to your party. Francis says to my siblings, I'm going to need my birthday presents and an apology present from each of you. I genuinely couldn't help but laugh at the ridiculousness of this, and it seemed to enrage him further considering the seriousness written across his face. So of course, it's time to get the queen herself involved, the entitled mother. After rushing off in a huff, Francis returns with her, and she seems even less happy to see us than we are to see her. Entitled Mother says, What have you all done to upset my child this time? I say, He's demanding gifts from us that we don't have. 
She says, well, why not? I say, because we don't. She says, it's his birthday. I say, I'm aware. She starts to speak slower and more enunciated as if I'm the slow one and not quite getting the obvious. On a birthday, you give presents. I say, we understand how birthdays work. She says, good. Then you should understand why my baby is upset. She proceeded to stand there with her hands on her hips expectingly, as if we were meant to get out of the pool and present her son with gifts that second. We of course did no such thing and continued with our swimming session, leaving her there on the edge of the pool, red-faced and irked. I don't know what you can do with these people besides just basically essentially ignore them and hope they give up. They're so entitled they just don't get it. This next story is, my mom gives my sister everything and has caused her to be a spoiled brat. I, 17, am 8 years older than my sister, 9. When I grew up, I barely got anything because we were just above the poverty line and we needed to save money. Ever since my sister was born, I've been expected to turn into an adult overnight, clean the whole house and do all the chores. Recently, my parents bought an iPad for all of us to share. I had started uploading content on it and now it's basically another way of making money for my family. But the past few days, my sister's just been ripping it out of my hands while I was using it and then when I tried to get it back five hours later, I grabbed it and my sister started screaming hysterically for minutes straight and started throwing things and breaking things and my mother started to yell at me for taking it. But my sister shouldn't have been raised that way. I love my mom but she's a bit ignorant. My sister needed hard discipline but I can't give it to her or I'll get yelled at and God knows my mom won't do anything. So all is pretty much lost. This is one of those situations where you start to distance yourself from having any liability. They'll probably flip out themselves, get mad at you, try to manipulate you. But I just say avoid this entitled behavior, especially considering as OP sister gets older, if none of this stuff is being challenged by the parents, they're only going to get worse. That said, our final story of the day is racist mom wants me to leave my girlfriend. So my mom believes that couples should only date if they're the same race. For example, African Americans can only date African Americans. White people can only date white people, etc. Well, I'm white, and for the last three years, I've been dating the love of my life, May, who happens to be Chinese. She moved here from China about five years ago. So recently, we've had our yearly family reunion, and this is the first time I've brought May. I guess this is where my mom saw that there's a pretty good chance that we'll get married one day and spend the rest of our lives together. At one point, she pulled me to the side, away from everyone, to more of a private place. She tells me that she wants me to leave May. When I ask why, she tells me that she wants to keep her part of the family completely white and doesn't want to have her in the family because of that. And also, she wants to keep the bloodline white. I can't even make this up. I tell her no and that I don't care what she wants the family to be like and I'm staying with her. Me and her get into a bit of an argument, but it ends pretty fast, not to attract attention. I tell this to my siblings. I have five siblings. I'm a triplet, so a twin brother and sister, along with two older sisters. My brother's dating a white girl, along with one of my older sisters who's dating a white guy. And my twin sister is single, so there's that. But my other older sister, who happens to be dating a Mexican guy, says that our mom told her the same thing. We don't bring it up again for the rest of the night. Keep in mind she treats May and my sister's boyfriend with respect other than that. 
So I never knew she felt like this. So yeah, my mom's a racist. Hopefully she would actually accept me. Luckily she hasn't done anything bad to her yet, and I don't expect her to. Well, at least they're not like acting out about it. I mean, if you're going to be racist, at least it's a quiet, hey, I'm just telling you in private I feel this way, and not actually indicative in your behaviors or actions. Hopefully it does stay that way. Hopefully they learn to move past it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.